0: You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and how it plays out in our everyday life. In this episode, our topic is legalism and the role that it plays in sanctification. So legalism is when we believe that things that we do are going to earn us love or favor with God, that God looks more highly on us when we obey or we do certain things or when we impose those standards on other people. And so we as Christians, we all want to grow in our relationship with Jesus, but we don't want to be legalistic. So how do those two things play together and how can we pursue genuine growth in our relationship with God while avoiding legalism at the same time? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy. I'm part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got the rest of my team with me today, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our topic today is legalism as it pertains to our relationship with Jesus. So uh, all of us, if you're a Christian, probably want to grow in our relationship with Jesus, but at the same time, uh, the Bible makes it clear that that God's favor and his love t- toward us is not dependent on our obedience or how well, how good of a Christian we are, but rather on what Jesus has done for us so, we also want to avoid doing things to try to obtain God's favor, which I think is a way that you could define legalism. So, how do we grow as Christians while also maintaining a balance of not falling into legalistic tendencies? Would be the question I want to start with.
1: I want to start out just by pointing out that Jimmy called us his team. Just he did. To, I don't know. Yeah, it was I don't a little, know. Bit, little was... bit like LeBron just yeah. going, hey, hey, I just want to say. I'm just happy to be here for, for my Jimmy. Point just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whatever Jimmy right, wants. It's good to be okay, here. We can restart. We got, no, no, <laughs> we're doing no. We're doing it like this. Run it. Okay. Run it. Yeah, run the play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I and not too long ago, I read uh, in a book, uh, and I thought this was a good thing, that uh, there's a difference between justification and sanctification. Justification is something uh, that has to go from the outside in and not the inside out. Like, uh, we are justified because of what uh, Christ has done for us through his life, death, and resurrection. Uh, it is given to us by grace. What so comes, Our justification comes completely from God. It has uh, very there are nothing to do with us. So you can't make yourself work your way into justification. Uh, sanctification, on the other hand, goes from the inside out and not from the outside in. If it goes from the outside in, it's legalism. Comes from the inside out. It's actually the character change that God is looking for. So I know that that's what we're looking for with sanctification. With that said, I think it's uh, it's a tricky thing with uh, trying to become more like Jesus, because some people will tend to go, "Well, I'll just, I'll only do what I what
0: I feel feel like like I should do in my heart." Yeah, Yeah. and
1: I did that uh, like one full year. I tried to do that with my quiet time, where I thought, you know what, I'm going to be genuine. So I'm instead of being legalistic about it, about spending time with God every day, I'll, I'll spend time with Him when I really want to spend time with Him.
0: How'd oh, oh, that
1: go? <laughs> it, it was not a good year uh, because I can't trust my feelings. Yeah, all the you time. can't. So yeah. Right. So how do we? Yeah, do? I think
2: the one thing that comes to mind initially when you ask the question, Jimmy, is just what is your why and what is your motivation so Gotta find your why i'm a big fan of i'm wired to want to be structured and build habits and push myself maybe to do things i don't feel like i might want to do in the moment cuz i know my feelings will lie to me so but again that could be then say oh my quiet time is it a legalistic thing that i'm checking a box and doing but if it's coming from a motivation of like no i i am making myself do this today but it's because I love Jesus and I want to understand his love for me more. And And not because you're working for justification. Right. And not because because I'm working to like check the box and be a good Christian, but out of that, that heart is, yeah, I think the motivation and your why has a whole lot to do with it being legalistic versus um, when you are forcing yourself to maybe do things that, you don't want to
3: do. Yeah, in some ways, it's helpful to take it out of the spiritual and and think about this in other categories. So, for example, uh, a budget is a self-imposed restriction on how you spend and save money. Uh, in, in some ways, you could call it legalistic uh, if you mean, hey, it's this rigid thing that you never, but really all it is, a, a healthy budget is just uh, a commitment or a plan, a strategy to make sure that your money management reflects your values. Right. Uh, And so I think saying, for example, hey, I'm going to get up every morning and this portion of my morning, I'm going to dedicate to seeking the Lord uh, is very similar in that way. It's similar to me saying to Amy, hey, every two weeks we should have a date night because life gets busy. And if we don't have a plan on so how we're going to yeah. stay connected, we're not going to be connected. That's not, she's not going to see that as legalism. She's going to see that as, uh, commitment that comes from a heart that wants the right things. So, I think that's important: is that that a heart that wants the right things leads to a head that strategizes yeah. or plans yeah. on how to achieve those things. The presence of a plan or strategy or system doesn't automatically indicate legalism any more than a date night is legalistic or a budget is legalistic. They can be, I suppose, in the in the wrong hands with the wrong motives, but. But oftentimes, those things are just expressions of how do I make sure I I value the things I say I value.
1: And part of the – I think the secret to that is what Stacey said is developing – for me, developing a habit. And sometimes developing a habit requires me to get into – or to make a commitment for a certain yeah. – To be a
0: little bit legalistic. Yeah, to say mm-hmm. this is
1: what I'm going to do because – to Zach's point, this is the kind of person I want to be. It's uh, you know, he likened it to, uh, to something outside of the spiritual. I would liken it to food or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I, for me to say this this is the way I want to, I want to be healthy. So this is what I'm going to do in order to get there. I think for it's interesting. You should say we, we've talked about uh, quiet time or whatever. What are some of the other areas that we feel like help us
3: become more like Jesus? You mean in terms of commitment or a plan or saying? Yeah,
1: whatever. You know, when we talk about sanctification, this is what's interesting to me is that, uh, you know, we're talking about a character change where eventually you're, you are more patient, more compassionate, more loving, more forgiving than you were a year ago, Yeah. right? And so you're making this progress and the progress is something that's happening deep down inside, but it's, it's in some ways it starts... At a surface level, it yeah, works its decision. way deep down inside. If that makes sense, yes.
0: I think uh, to answer your your question, one of the things that I've thought about that I think is really helpful in this conversation is the presence of community in your life, um, because I think that it is both something that drives your sanctification, being in community with other Christians, but then also something that guards against legalism because you've allowed the input of other people into your life, and so they're going to be able to see when you're being, you're doing, you're following Jesus with rote obedience, but the heart behind it has nothing to do with wanting to follow Jesus yeah. as much as it does.
1: I, I can tell you, what one of the things that I can see in myself when something has become legalistic is whether I make it a rule for somebody else, not yeah. just for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. right? So I say, you know, if I have a goal of reading a certain number of books or whatever, and then I I try to impose that on somebody else or my what movies I would watch or not watch, things uh-huh. I would do, not do, and that becomes the rule for everybody Right. and their sanctification. Then it's become a legalistic thing. That's what the Pharisees did. Right? Well, and then part of that, part of that's
3: because one definition of legalism would be the belief that God loves me or accepts me based on my when moral I, performance. Right. Another version of it would be creating rules that that god has not created right. right right and sometimes that's by like inventing things like in the old days when it was you know uh women had to wear dresses they couldn't wear pants and it's like well where does it say that in scripture nowhere but in other ways it can be imposing your own standards so on other people you read philippians 4 whatever's noble whatever's pure think about these things and you go oh well, okay well that means only watch movies that are g and Hallmark, it's like, well... Hallmark movies. Yeah. Ooh. Yes,
2: yeah. God, I would just me. say like... Yeah. God. Uh, so, you, <laughs> so at movies. that point,
3: you have now created a Kirk rule. Cameron movies. Well, you've yeah. defined
2: a rule for yourself, but yeah. then to impose it on right. some other people. Yeah, and yeah. You are,
3: that is legalism because it's not so much that you're saying, if you watch rated G movies, God will love you. And if you don't, he will not love you. But you are imposing a rule that you have made on top of other people as though that rule comes from God. Yeah.
1: Do you want to – go ahead. One of the things that I've I've just started to figure out, uh, well, just in the last couple of weeks, uh, is that I am an evangelist for things that I get excited about. (laughs) Like I read a book about glucose. Yeah, Yeah, you did. Everybody knows. We all know about it. (laughs) But I'm not like – yeah, I'm not saying, you know, you guys need to do this. I'm saying, gosh, I found this thing. I think it's really, really good. It's really – I think it's going to help
3: me, and Although I want. The other share- day, I was eating a cookie in my office, and you said, "Zach, you're glucose spiking right now." <laughs> I, I, I might have said that, <laughs> and I find myself shoving handfuls of lettuce in yeah, my
2: mouth yeah, before yeah, I eat right, breakfast. Right. So, so
3: um, but I
1: actually I,
0: haven't changed a thing. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you didn't have to, Jimmy. But that's your point: is that to be in Christian community means that I'm being spurred on to different things because one of you might come in and just say, "Hey, I just read this." Really good book or I'm reading a devotional that's that is really helping me
3: or vice versa it doesn't sound hey Jimmy, when you talk about that thing you're doing, it doesn't sound healthy or it doesn't right, sound right uh yeah, I think that's community is a, a really important piece and one of the ways that takes shape in community is that we as as a church have come up with certain things that we're saying, hey, these will help you grow things like we think you should get in a circle being in a circle is going to help for some of the reasons we're talking about here. But we stop short of saying, if you're not in a circle, you're not going to grow. You are sinning, right? Or, yeah, or right. you are, yeah. We're not saying that. We're saying this is a helpful thing. We, right. we really think this is going to going to help you grow, help you feel loved, help you love. Uh, but we're stopping short of you don't come into church, and we're saying everyone who has a circle is in a circle can sit here, and you know VIP sitting. At everyone, we're not we're not distinguishing or assuming your motives or
2: pretending to know what's
3: going on in your heart. As much as we're just saying, hey, these things are helpful.
2: Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about this whole time is we're talking about self-imposed, you know, wanting not to be legalistic and what is, you know, that it's more moving us towards sanctification. But when I initially think of the word legalism, I go back to me feeling like outside uh, systems or whatever, imposing that on me or me feeling that way because of a church telling me this is wrong, this is right. Which again, I don't even know now. If I think back to my childhood, that being something that I reflected on, like was that even accurate? Is it more that even when you are a kid, you see things so black and white, and the moral lines are—I don't know—it's—it's it's not as nuanced as when we are thinking and discussing it now. But well, yeah, part so. of
1: the thing, I remember when I was young, back—I think maybe all of us grew up in a more legalistic yeah, that's kind of I, framework. Yeah. But it was never explained to me. Yes. Correct. It was never explained to me why you weren't supposed to play cards. Don't play cards. I was going to (laughs) say,
3: don't play cards. Well, and I think even good things, even good things, uh, we were not always told why. And I think lazy leadership can lead to legalistic understandings. Because if you tell a kid, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, but you don't connect it to their love for Jesus and their love for their neighbor and what God wants from them— then you end up with a kid who says, well, "I don't do this," and I when you know ask them why. why, they are they are a legalist f- without even meaning to be. Because Right? You say, well, why don't you do that? And they go, "I don't know. You just you're just not supposed to." Right? And it's like, well, that's le- <laughs> that's right. actually legalism, right. but it's actually because no one ever took the time to say, right. "Oh, right. Well, here's here's why." It also creates a person. I have found that legalists uh, have a hard time keeping up with the landscape of the world as it changes. Yeah. Because you know, if you're told, don't do this, don't do this, it's hard to translate that into new situations that come up where you're like, well, no one ever told me about this, as opposed to helping uh, particularly kids and students understand the why, understand what God's desire Design is, is or, yeah. so that as the world changes, their understanding is able to keep up.
2: Yeah. Yep.
3: You know, one of
1: the things we were talking about beforehand, uh, just about um character development and different things uh it seems like i'm going back to the advantage of being in community or having people spur you on is that uh for some of us there are certain areas of our sanctification that are easier and that it seems like uh you know you've, you you look at at a at a fellow believer and they're are very advanced in an area where you're not. It's good to rub shoulders with them, right? To to yeah. start to go, man, you are really compassionate. How did you get compassionate? Mm. Uh, can I uh, can I take one step closer to being the kind of person that that you are in this area? And I think of generosity is the yeah, same way. The or, you know, how did somebody become a generous giver, and what were the what were the steps that they they took? Because for I think for all of us, there are certain areas that are difficult. I had uh, somebody come to my office uh, not too long ago and just uh, say, well, I just think people just need to read the Bible and let it, uh, let it do its work. And I was going, yeah, yeah, but, but no, I mean, we all read, (laughs) I can read the Bible, uh, and the Pharisees knew the Bible really well. I can read the Bible and skip right over the areas that I should be paying attention to unless there's somebody who will help me go, Hey, uh, the way i'm living and the way they're living they they are much more christlike in this area they have taken the commands of scripture and somehow absorbed them in a way that i want to for it to happen in my life so how do i do that
0: i think that's there's it's interesting uh you know i think the giving the generous generosity thing is a good example of how growth can kind of play out because i think at times you know i've i've spent a lot of time in student ministry and would sometimes have conversations with students where uh, they were saying, well, I don't really feel like I want to do these things, so basically I shouldn't have to. And I do think there's a kind of a what comes first, the chicken or the egg conversation to be had there, where with things like somebody wanting to be generous, you could be legalistic about money and say, hey, if you don't give this amount, then you are uh, living in sin. And you might have merit to your argument, but at the same time, somebody who says, Well, I'm only going to give, I'm only going to be generous when I feel led or when my heart's in it. And it's this kind of fuzzy thing. I do think there's an element of yeah. taking the steps and maybe sometimes being a little bit rule, not legalistic, but rule oriented and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to do work in
3: that. To, to yeah. change your heart. Change
1: your yeah. heart right? yeah, that's that's kind of
3: what I was saying about the budget or about date night is that the whole point of a budget is you're not always going to feel like spending your money that way. But in your best moment, in your clearest thinking, right. you are saying, "If I'm healthy, this is how I'll spend my money, right. right?" And and in those moments where you are pushing against it, you really have to remind yourself, "Hey, in my clearest thinking, same this thing." This is night, for is, my best. Yeah. You know, I think Amy and I would say, after 17 years of marriage, if the only time we spent time together is when we felt like it, there would be stretches of time where we wouldn't feel like it because the the thing that creates the feeling like it is spending time together. Sometimes the intentionality leads to, oh, I'm so glad we did this. It felt like we didn't have time to do it. It felt my heart wasn't in it, but I have been reminded over the course of spending time with you uh, how much I love you and I'm so glad. So it's one of those things where sometimes passion drives us to intentionality and sometimes intentionality drives us to passion. And and I think we have to have a category for that.
2: Yeah,
1: and I think, I mean, maybe more than any other area, money, like in giving falls into that category, yeah, right? Because I, I'll talk to people who will, you know, who feel like, Hey, I just, I don't, I don't tithe per se. I don't give 10% each paycheck, but I give throughout the year. And I, I guarantee at the end of the year when they look at their, uh, at their charitable giving, it is not 10%. It just, it doesn't happen that way. It's just like, if you didn't put it on your calendar Every two weeks, there is no way you're going to go. Oh, at the end of the year, we we actually had more date nights than we would have had if we'd planned it. There's a reason that.
3: Or that we're healthier. Right. Oh, look at that. We're healthier than we would have been if we had had the plan. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, in other categories, things like uh, if somebody's trying to battle some sort of sin pattern, like, for example, pornography, but they aren't willing to take a step of, I'm going to just put a filter on my phone or I'm going to, you know, it's like, hey, those are, those are, "Quote unquote" rules or legalistic things, but there's got to be a starting point of yep. structure. That right,
1: and I think what what Zach said is right. That I I want I want to be the me in my very best moments. Yeah. Right. So when you're at a, at your at your clearest thinking, most generous, most compassionate time, then if the, if there's a chance to somehow uh, make that so that it becomes a routine, I think is a, is the time to do it.
0: Yeah. I think the best analogy for me is when I think about parenting my kids with this. Uh, so there are things that I want my kids to do. You know, we, For example, every night after dinner, we get out the chore jar and everybody chooses a popsicle stick. They've got one chore they have to do. And there are days where this is a knockdown, drag out battle because one of my kids picks a chore that they don't want to do. And, uh, and so we have to make it happen. And ideally they would just pick their popsicle stick and joyfully head off <laughs> do to do their, their chore. chores. But at the end of the day, I still need the chore, you know, I, I want the chore to get done. I long term, I want them to learn to appreciate the value of contributing to the house and yeah, to find yeah. joy in the right. work. But then the short term, we still got to get it done. And I yeah. think that can be the same here, where there's sometimes in sanctification where the thing that we want to grow in, at first there's going to be some discomfort. There yeah. might be discomfort the first time you there should Set up be. that recurring yeah. gift, or you, right. yeah.
1: Nobody floats into sanctification into holiness, yeah. Right? It's a it's a step by step against the tide kind of movement, and you do it because of what Christ has done for you, and your love for Him, and your desire to be like Him.
3: Yeah, and I think that's the test. It's whatever stage you're in, whether you're in the planning stage or the implementation stage, is that. Is you, and this is where community is helpful, is just a constant check on your heart. Am I doing this so that God will love me? Right. Or am I doing this because in my clearest moment, I, I thought to myself, a, a life of loving God will look like this. Yeah. And I think that's a, an important distinction. And, and you know, Jimmy, what you said earlier is true. Inviting other people into that conversation to say, hey, when I talk about this, what do you hear? Do you hear someone who's trying to get God to love them? Or do you hear someone who's chasing after God?